This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's F. P-E-P-F. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman and Batman continue to track down a clue to Robin's whereabouts, their young friend has successfully managed to free his bond, only to face a murder-bent Batman. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Say, I'll bet you're on the go these days, right from the moment you wake up, taking in all kinds of school games and fun. But I'll also bet that you can take in even more fun when you eat a good breakfast. Sure. And that's why now's the time, more than ever, that you also want to pack a good bowl of Kellogg's Pep under your belt. Every single dish of Pep gives you solid whole wheat nourishment plus. And these crisp, delicate golden flakes of Pep taste so downright terrific that you'll want to eat hearty. They're so strictly delicious that they're fun to eat. And for an extra bonus of fun, just take a look inside your next package of Pep for your prize. Your surprise prize. Because you may find an exciting colored cardboard model of a fighting plane. Easy and fun to assemble. There are seven model planes you can collect. Or uh, you may find one of 24 full-color bird pictures with a description to help you name each of these birds when you spot it. Or uh, your pet prize might be a bright-colored comic button picturing one of 18 famous characters straight out of the funnies to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. All three kinds of pet prizes are super. So ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal, and look for your prize inside the package. And now, the adventures of Superman. Five years ago, a man named Eric Larson secretly murdered the parents of Dick Mason, who, as we know, is Robin, the young companion of Batman. Later, Dick's testimony sent Larson to jail on a charge of extortion, and he swore vengeance on the youngster. Recently, with the aid of a man named Marsh, who would inherit the fortune of Dick's wealthy grandfather in the event that anything happened to Dick, Larson escaped from prison and abducted the boy. Marsh then appeared and shot Larson, planning to shoot Dick, too, and blame it on Larson. However, Dick managed to escape from his bonds. But as he was leaving the room in Larson's bungalow in which he had been imprisoned, he came face to face with Marsh. Raising his still-smoking gun, Marsh said, I've just finished Eddie Larson. And now, Grayson, I'm going to finish you. As we continue now, the boy was rubbing axe fast. 
see his feet in a sudden headlong dive. He crashes headfirst into Marsh. Then as Marsh staggers backward, the breath momentarily knocked from his body, up and spins about and spotting a flight of stairs rakes up them with the agility of a cat. Reaching the top of the stairway, he wrenches open the door just as Marsh, recovering, fires two shots at him. Phew, that last shot parted my you hair. You can't get away, Dick. Says you. Oh, jeepers, that guy means business. Good, there's a lock in the door. There, that'll hold until I get out of here. Now, where's the window? Well, that's funny. I don't see any window. Christopher Columbus, I'm up in the attic and there's no window. No stairs either, except the ones I came up. Uh-oh, you're in the soup, Robin Lead. Hey, come to bed, Harry. Come go away, Marsh, you bother. Open hey. the door, I say. Are you kidding? Then I'll break it down. That door won't last long. A trap, but good. Really worried, Robin casts another desperate look about the dim, dusty attic and sees no chance of escape. Meanwhile, several hundred miles away on the circus grounds in Buffalo, Superman and Batman in their guises of Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne are pursuing their only clue to Eric Larson, the man who abducted Robin. The person they seek is a Wilfred Ellis, a circus clown who had visited Larson in prison. And as we join them, they are near the entrance to the big tent where they are speaking to Joe Genesco, an animal trainer. I understand you were the last person to speak to this clown, Wilfred Ellis, before he disappeared from the circus last week, Mr. Genesco. Is that right? Why, yes, I guess I was, Mr. Kent. You could have knocked me over the feather when Freddy told me he was quitting. I thought he was happy here because, well, he was getting billing on all our posters and really starting to make himself a name, you know. Did he tell you where he was going? No, he didn't. Did he have a family? Oh, just a sister. She used to be at the circus, too, a bareback rider. Where does she live, do you know? She runs a boarding house in Chicago. Where in Chicago? Let's see, uh, Freddie and I had dinner with her the last time we were in, Shy. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was over on North Avenue, across from Lake Park. She called it the White Horse Inn or something like that. White Horse Inn, eh? All right, thanks very much, Mr. Tinesco. Come on, Bruce. Right. I'm much obliged. You're welcome. I say, look, if you catch up with Freddie, say hello for me, would you? You bet. Right, quit down behind this tent, Bruce. Right. Now strip down to my Superman costume. No, we zip the Chicago. Right. Freddie Ellis is the only person who visited Larson in prison. So he must have brought him the drug and then helped him escape. Which figures that he should know where Larson is now. Right. Where he is, Robin must be. I certainly hope so. I'm worried sick about that boy. Relax. I'm sure we're on the right track now. There we are. All set. You ready? Shoot. The white horse in then. Hang on. Up! Up! And away! So if you know where he is... What do you want with Freddy? Well, it's it's very important. Take my word for it. I don't take anybody's word, young man. I've to be in with a circus most of my life and then run in a rooming house. Well, now, listen... Just a minute, Clark. Let me handle this. Oh, Miss Ellis, I'm quite a circus fan. Didn't you used to do a bareback riding act with Great American and International Circus? Why, yes, I did. Did you, uh, see me, Mr. Wayne? Oh, many times. You were wonderful. I remember that double somersault you did while your horse was in full gallop. Why, that was terrific. Well, it's real nice of you to remember that. It's quite a long time since I retired, you know. It seems like only yesterday to me. You were so wonderful. Why, Mr. Wayne, that's so sweet of you. Let me give you a cup of tea. No, I, I couldn't think of bothering you, but uh, about your brother, Freddie. Ah, that no-good rascal. He still owes me $50 he borrowed ten years ago. What's he been up to now? We think he helped Eric Larson escape from prison. Larson, huh? Another rascal, if I ever saw one. The meanest ringmaster I ever worked with. So Freddie helped him escape, did he? Well, I can believe it. They're two of a kind. They steal the pennies out of a beggar's tin cup. Uh-huh. But look, uh, 
Do you have any idea where Freddy is now, Miss Ellis? Well, I might have. But it don't seem right to turn on my own brother. But... Uh, just a minute, Clark. Uh, Miss Ellis, do you remember John and Yvonne Grayson? The Flying Graysons, they were called? Why, of course I do. A lovely young couple they was. And wonderful performers. Such a pity they had that terrible accident. They left a little boy, too. A sweet youngster. Yes, and we think that youngster is in the hands of Dick Larson. And that Larson means to do away with him. What? That's right. That's why we're so anxious to find your brother. You see, we think he knows where Larson is. Good heavens. Now will you help us? Well, I certainly will. Why, I can't believe it. Larson and Freddie helping him? Why, sure, I'll tell you, Mr. Wayne. Last year, when Freddie started to get special billing with the circus... He put a little chicken ranch, see? Oh, where is this ranch, Miss Ellis? In California, in Central Valley. Central Valley, California. Of course, I'm not sure Freddie went there, though. Uh, we'll find out in a few seconds. A few seconds? Uh, uh, very soon, that is. Uh, thanks, Miss Ellis. Yes, thanks a million. Well, you're very welcome, but... See you again sometime. Come on, Bruce. We're off to California. My name is Clark Kent. This is Bruce Wayne. How do you do, Mr. Ellis? Uh, oh, I suppose you gentlemen want to buy some chickens? Well, no, no. We'd like to ask you some questions. Questions? Yes. About Eric Larson. Eric Larson? That's right. We want you to tell us where he is. Oh, my, my goodness. Why, why, he's dead. Oh, no, he isn't. He's alive and you know it. He is? Don't give us that. You know he's alive. Because you helped him put over that trick on the prison authorities. And then you helped him escape from his grave. Don't holler at me. I get nervous when people holler at then me. Then quit stalling and talk. I don't know what you're talking about, I tell you. Hey, you listen to me. I'll... Now, wait a minute, Bruce. Look, Mr. Ellis. You visited Eric Larson several times in prison, didn't you? Why, well, It's I... no use denying that. It's in the prison records. I wasn't going to deny it. Yes, I went to see him, but, but only because he owed me money. I knew he had some money someplace, and I wanted him to pay me. Oh, baloney. Please, you're... Bruce, please. You were the only visitor Larson had at prison, Ellis. I was? Yes. The day after your last visit, Larson apparently died. I didn't have anything to do with that. Honest, I didn't know... You didn't know what? I... I... Are you trying to say you didn't know what was in the drug you slipped to him? No, I didn't. I didn't know what it was. The man just said... Uh, what man? Oh, dear, why don't you let me alone? I didn't kill Larson, I tell you. I didn't. I'm so worried, I... I was afraid the police would come and say I did it. That's why you quit the circus and came out here, eh? Yes. I was afraid they'd say I did it, but, but I didn't. And now it's on the radio, and you say that maybe he's alive. He is. This, this is a trick. Everybody's trying to trick me. I didn't have anything to do with, with killing him. It was the man... The man... What man? Well, the... Come on, come on, give. What man, Freddy? Tell us all about it, and we'll help you. But you've got to tell us everything. And the truth. All right, Mr. Kendall. I'll tell you. Good. I'll tell you everything. I can't stand it anymore. I'm afraid of the man and the police. I'll tell you everything. Mopping his perspiring face, little fat ex-circus clown, Freddie Ellis prepares to tell Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne all he knows. As Freddie Ellis begins his confession to Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne in California, another scene is taking place thousands of miles away in the outskirts of Metropolis. In the dim, dusty bungalow attic in which he is trapped, Robin fails as the man named Marsh finally breaks through the thin door and steps into the attic. I told you you couldn't get away, Dick. And now you're trapped. Wait, don't forget Batman will make you pay for this. And the police. Nobody will make me pay. I've already shot Larson. I'll tell the police I got here just after Larson shot you. And that I killed him in self-defense when he tried to get away. I... What's that? Sounds like the police. Police? I didn't want them here yet. Now I've got to put you away fast. No, don't shoot. Don't! That takes care of him, all right. Now to get ready for the police. Without 
scouting for more than a quick look at Robin's motionless figure on the floor of the dim attic. Marsh turns and hurries back down the stairs. Is Robin really dead? A Superman and Batman so close to the truth too late to save the gallant youngster? Or are things not exactly what they appear to be? There's a startling surprise in Monday's exciting episode, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Tap. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! To the Loot Crate horror box. What's with kids today, huh? Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are boxes just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P-F. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Superman and Batman, continuing their efforts to find young Dick Grayson, are stopped dead in their tracks by a shocking discovery. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, uh, you'd have a hard time hunting up prices that are as much fun to collect as the prizes and packages of Kellogg's Pet. Mind you, not just one kind of prize, but three different kinds, one or the other at each package of Pep you open. And are all three kinds fun to collect? Take, for instance, those bright-colored comic buttons, each picturing a favorite comic strip character. Boy, will you look slick with all 18 of them pinned on your jacket or your beanie cap. Or uh, take that snappy series of seven Pep model planes made of colored cardboard and a cinch to put together. Or those 24 full-color bird pictures, each with full description on the reverse side, helping make you a mighty wise bird yourself. You'll find one or the other of these three kinds of prizes in every package of Pep. 49 different prizes in all that you can get. And while you're collecting them, you'll be enjoying just about the slickest, keenest-tasting dish ever. Yes, sir, those crisp golden flakes of Pep sure do let loose with a flavor. 
I mean, Pet makes breakfast a terrific affair. So ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal, and look for your prize inside the package. And now the adventures of Superman. Because he was in line to inherit a large fortune if anything happens to Batman's young companion, Robin, a man named Marsh plots to do away with the youngster. Knowing that a convict named Eric Larson had a bitter grudge against Robin, Marsh arranged his escape from prison. Then, after Larson had abducted Robin, Marsh shot the convict and proceeded to put Robin out of the way himself, planning to report to the police that he had arrived too late to save the boy, but just in time to prevent Larson's escape. Meanwhile, believing that a circus clown named Freddie Ellis could help locate Larson, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne traced him to a chicken ranch in California. And as we continue now in the kitchen of the ranch house, the frightened little clown has promised to tell all he knows. Listen. About a month ago, when the circus was in Metropolis, a man came to see me after the performance. He said his name was Marshall. Marshall? Yeah, that's right, Mr. Kent. He was a slender man with a slight British accent. Rather dark, with a little mustache. I'd never seen him before, so I was kind of surprised when he walked into my dressing tent. You're Freddy Ellis, the clown, aren't you? That's right, sir. I enjoyed your act very much. Oh, thank you. We aim to please. Yes, sir. <laughs> Say, uh, you clown chaps have to work pretty hard, don't you? Well, two shows a day and always on the move. Well, it's no picnic and you don't make a fortune either, chum. But why bring that up? Are you the inquiring reporter? No, I, um... Look, can you use $2,000? Can I use two... Will you mention that figure again? Two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars? Do I have to murder anybody? Good heaven, no. I just want you to perform a slight service for a friend. A uh, slight service for a friend? Righto. For which I will pay you two thousand dollars. Oh, what lovely music you make, sir. Look, there's a quiet restaurant nearby. Shall we retire there and continue this beautiful friendship? Well, you see, Mr. Kenton, Mr. Wayne, I was... Well, rather broke at the moment, as I usually am, and this gentleman's offer interested me. Of course, I had no intention of going through with it if there was anything dishonest about it, you understand. I'm sure you didn't. Oh, of course. Go on, Mr. Ellis. What happened? Well, we went to the restaurant and found a quiet booth, and there this gentleman who had introduced himself to me as Mr. Marshall took up from where he left off in my dressing Now, this is all you have to do, Ellis. The next time you go up to state prison to visit Eric Lawson... Huh? Look, how did you know I... Uh... Did I know you visited Eric Larson? Yes. I happen to know a great deal about this circus. About Larson and about you too, Ellis. I know you do visit him and that's all I care about. Because the next time you go up there, I want you to bring him something. Yeah? Like what? Look. I'm looking. All I see is a cigarette, so what? This isn't just a cigarette, Ellis. No? Well, it sure looks like one. Yes, but instead of tobacco, there's a sealed message rolled inside of it. A message? Right. Information which Larson wants. No kidding. Yes. Now, all you have to do is slip this to him, and I'll pay you $2,000. Just for that? Hey, what's the information in that thing? That is none of your business. Well, what do you say? Oh, I don't know. I, I might get in trouble. Why should you? You have this phony cigarette in a regular pack. When you sit down across from Larson and take out your cigarettes, remove this one and slip it to him through the screen. Oh, it sounds easy enough. Of course it is. I'll pay you 1000 now. When you deliver this uh, message, I'll pay you the other 1000 Well? Okay, I'll do it. Good. I have the first 1000 right here. And... Oh, he gave me $1,000 and the phony cigarette. 
couple of days later, it was a Friday. I went up to state prison and slipped a thing to Larson. But I didn't know it was poison. Honest, I didn't. It really wasn't poison. Oh, it must have been, because the very next day, Larson died. He didn't die. He only appeared to. What? There was an oriental drug in that fake cigarette which simulated death. Caused suspended animation in Larson, so that even the doctor was fooled. You mean Larson is really alive, like the radio and papers have been saying? Whom do you think you're kidding, Ellis? Well, what do you mean, Mr. Wayne? You know all about it. And you know where Larson and Rob... I mean, Dick Grayson are. Look, no, Bruce, I, I swear I don't. I don't believe you. Now, talk or buy Wait a minute, I'll... wait a minute, Bruce. Wait, take it easy. I think he's telling the truth. I don't. And I'll tell you why I think you're wrong later. Look, Ellis, where can we find this fellow Marshall? I don't know, Mr. Kent. Well, you said Marshall was to give you the other thousand dollars when you did the job. Uh, how are you supposed to contact him? Oh, I was to phone him at the Metropolis Hotel and uh-huh. leave a message for him to call me. All right, well, did you do that? Yes, and he came to see me and paid me the other thousand. That was right after I got back from prison. Okay, we'll take it from there. Come on, Bruce. Oh, wait a Don't minute, Clark. Don't waste time arguing. Come on with me. We've got to shoot back to Metropolis in a hurry. Why, yes, we did have a Mr. Marshall staying with us for a short time, but he checked out of the hotel yesterday. Uh-oh. Did he leave a forwarding address? Well, no, he didn't, Mr. Candy. He said he wasn't expecting any messages or mail. Where was he registered from? Uh, Here's his card. You can see for yourself. He's from London, England. Hmm. No street address. Anyhow, we haven't got time to go looking all over London for him, Clark. Besides, we don't know that he went back there. Or that he actually came from there, Bruce. Or that his name is really Marshall, for that matter. I beg your pardon. Look, it's very important that we trace Mr. Marshall, so... Yes? Could you let us see the room he occupied? He he might just have left something behind, you know, something that'll give us a lead. Oh, I'm sorry, but two ladies are now occupying the room. Uh Uh-oh. I assure you, though, that Mr. Marshall left nothing behind. I see. Well, where do we go from here, Clark? You got me, Bruce. Wait a minute. You keep a record of your guests' outgoing phone calls, don't you? I mean, your, your switchboard operators mark down the numbers called, don't they? Why, yes, but we don't keep a permanent record. Well, Marshall just left yesterday. Wouldn't a record of his calls still be available? I, uh, hmm, I suppose so, but... Well, this is most unusual, Mr. Kent. I... Unusual? It's a matter of life or death. Now, please help us. Well, in that case, I'll see what I can do for Thank you. Thank you. It'll take a few minutes. That's if you all. gentlemen will just Oh, wait, wait. I suppose you're hoping Marshall may have called Larson, making it possible to trace Larson to the phone number. Is that it, Clark? Exactly. It's a long chance. But keep your fingers crossed, Bruce. They're crossed, chum. All of them. My toes, too. Here are the numbers Mr. Marshall called from his room. There are only a few for Let's see them, please. Recognize any of these, Bruce? Yes, I know this first number. It's the Mayflower Department Store. Uh, nothing doing there, Clark. No, I guess not. Seems to have called it a couple of times. How do you get deliveries these days? That's why. Uh, I know this third number, too. You do? Yes, it's Wright Brothers. Big men's haberdashery. Well, he certainly didn't call Larson there. No, that leaves only two other numbers. You recognize either one of them? No, but we can trace them at the phone company. I have a police card. So have I. Come on, let's get going. Uh, thank you, Clark. Yes, thanks very much. You're quite welcome, gentlemen. Goodbye. <laughs> those two numbers for you, Mr. Wayne. Oh, fine. What names are they listed for? This first one, Metropolis 4602, is the You Drive It Car Rental Service. Oh, I guess he just wanted to rent a car. We draw a blank there, Clark. Uh-huh. Well, there's one number left. West 3404. What's that one? Uh, that's in the name of William Roush. William Roush? At 4695 Greenvale Avenue. 4695 Greenvale? Why, that's way out near the city limits. 
Clark, maybe Larson... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Easy, Bruce. We'll find out in two shakes. Come on. Hurrying from the phone company offices, Clark, Kent, and Bruce Wayne prepare to streak to 4695 Greenville Avenue, hoping it will turn out to be Eric Larson's hideout. Clark, Kent, and Bruce Wayne as Superman and Batman have just arrived at a small bungalow in the thinly settled outskirts of Metropolis. Startled at what his X-ray vision perceived through the closed door, Superman has pushed the door open, followed by Batman enters the shade-drawn living room. There, sprawled on his back on the floor, is the inert form of a man. Batman, look. Great Jupiter, that's Eric Larson. Uh-oh. Are you sure? Of course I am. Hold it. Now we're too late. He... Yes, he's dead. But Robin, where's Robin? I don't know. Maybe he's in another room upstairs. Oh, look. Oh, wait a minute. Robin! Robin! It's no use, Batman. Robin is in this house. Right now, I don't see anyone else here. Except Larson. Startled and more worried than ever, Batman looks at Superman. Now they both believe they have come to the end of the trail, only to draw a blank. Where is Robin? What happened to him after he fell to the floor in the attic when Marsh fired at him? Where is Marsh, the man who wanted to destroy Robin for the sake of a large inheritance? Our story has taken a strange new twist, and stranger, even more exciting things are to come. So don't miss tomorrow's Tets episode. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg, Pep. P, 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 Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Batman tells the Man of Steel he has given up all hope for Robin, his young companion. He receives a startling surprise. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, it's almost a sure bet when you see a fellow or girl with that raring-to-go, up-and-at-em look that there's been a good, hearty breakfast somewhere in the picture. And did I mention Kellogg's pet? Why, Pep is such an appetite tickler that it makes you, well, it makes you want to eat hearty. Sure. Are those crunchy whole wheat flakes terrific? Mm-mm-mm. That sunshine flavor, that strictly pet flavor is sure lure for your taste. You know, Kellogg's Pep is called the sunshine cereal. It's famous for crisp, golden, sunny goodness. And Pep is famous, too, for swell prizes. Yes, sir, there's a prize in every package of Pep you open. For instance, uh, your next prize may be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons with pictures of your favorite comic strip characters to, to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. Or uh, you may find a colored cardboard model of a fighting plane, one of seven model planes in the series. Or uh, your next pet prize may be one of 24 full-color bird pictures with the description on the reverse side so that you'll be hep on birds. You'll be mighty keen about all three kinds of pet prizes, so ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep tomorrow, sure thing. 
the adventures of Superman. Searching desperately for Robin, who had been abducted by Eric Larson and a convict with a bitter grudge against the youngster, Superman and Batman followed a trail which led clear across the continent and back again. Finally, they arrived at the bungalow on the outskirts of Metropolis, where Larson had imprisoned Robin. To their amazement, they found Larson dead from a bullet wound. But no sign of Batman's young companion. As we continue now in the shade-drawn living room of the bungalow, Batman says... Superman, this looks like the end of the trail. Don't say that, Batman. All its face it, this was our last hope. Now, look. We figured that when we caught up with Larson, we'd find Robin. I know, but... Now Larson's dead, and heaven only knows what happened to poor Robin. This isn't at all like you, Batman. Don't give up hope. He may be all right. Chances are... We'd have heard from him by this time if he were. Well, maybe he just can't communicate with us. Oh, nuts. I'm convinced Larson has done away with him. As he swore he would. All right, then who shot Larson and why? What's the difference? Larson was a bad apple, a blackmailer, and a murderer. He might have quarreled with one of his gang. What? But I heard something. I don't hear anything. Wait a minute. There it is again. Oh, what? Wait, Scott, someone's downstairs in the cellar. Come on, Batman. Give me a hand, Batman. All right. Somebody under this coal pile. Hey, Jupiter. Is Robin? No, no. Ah, here he is. Don't you, fellas. Don't shoot. What? Boy, it's a great big guy, tied up like a bundle of water. I didn't do nothing. I, I, I Who didn't... are you? What are you doing here? Wait till I get him untied. There we are. There. Can you stand now? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Thanks, pal. All right. Start talking. Who are you? My name's Willie. Willie Dope. Well, listen, Willie. What happened? What, uh, was Dick Grayson here? Yeah. He... I, I, I mean, uh... He was? What happened to him? Where is he? Oh, wait a minute. Who, who are you guys? What are you wearing them funny clothes? Never mind. That's what happened to Dick. Where is he? Who? Dick Grayson. Never heard of him. Now, don't give me that. You just said he was no, here. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Now, you better talk and talk fast. Where is he? Stay your business. Now, get out of my way. No, you don't. I'm back here. Hey, let go. Don't worry, Batman. He won't get away. Let me go. Let me go. I'll kill you. You're not killing anyone. Now, are you going to tell us what happened here and where Dick Grayson is, or... No, I ain't. I'm going to bust you apart like this. Oh. Okay, you're asking for it. Up with it. Hey, what the... Now, let's buzz around the cellar a bit. The wind ought to pull you off. Oh, yeah. boy. Get him the work. Hey, shut it out. Look out. Almost bumped into the wall. Let's see those feet. Hey. Found the furnace. Hey, stop. Put it down. Put it down. How are we doing, Batman? You're <laughs> making me Time. Now, where's Dick Grayson? Uh, up in the attic. In the attic? Yeah, he's... No, he isn't. Tell the truth, or we go to the moon. Okay, okay. Well, Marsh cornered the kid in the attic. See, then I heard him shoot. Then Marsh come down looking for me, but I was hiding here in a cold... But where's place. Dick? Oh, he must be still up there. Maybe... Maybe dead. Dead? Wait, Batman. I tell you, the attic is empty. He's in this house. I'm going to make sure. Okay, but it's a waste of time. Come along, Willie. <laughs> I know it. All right, Willie, let's get on with your story. You said somebody named Marsh shot Larson and Dick. Who was Marsh? The guy. That's all I know. Eric, Eric Larson waited here for him with the Grayson kid. He said he couldn't knock him off till Marsh got here. Tell me, was Marsh a slender, dark man with a little mustache? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Well, he must be Marshall. 
The one who sent the oriental drug to Larson in jail, Superman. Yes. All right, go on, Willie. What happened when Marsh got here? Well, he talked to Larson in the living room. I, I was watching a Grayson kid in the back room. Then I heard a shot. Before I could get out of the room, the Grayson kid had his hands free. He lassoed me and tied me up. I, I don't know how we did it, but... Uh... Well, go on. Then what? Well, the kid started to tiptoe up. When he opened the door, there was Marsh with a gun. Oh. Marsh said he'd shot Larson, and now he was going to finish Grayson. Then he said he'd tell the cops Larson shot the kid, and he shot Larson trying to make a getaway. Oh, so that was it. Why did Marsh want to kill Dick? I don't know. Well, never mind that now. I've got to find out what happened to Dick. Go on, keep talking, Willie. Uh, uh, well, this kid, he, he's a game little rooster, i got to say that. He dives into Marsh and knocks him off balance, and he beats it up the stairs the attic with Marsh after him. I can hear Marsh kicking at the door. I know we'll bust it down soon, and it'll be all up with the kid. On account of he can't get out because there's no windows in the attic, see? Yes. Well, then all of a sudden it comes over me. I'm in a bad way, too. I know this Marsh is a killer, and he knows I know he rubbed out Larson, my boy. I can't walk, and I can't. The kid rope me up, but I can roll. So I roll myself out the door and down the stairs to cell. But what about Dick? I'm telling you, I'm t- I just got myself rolled in a coal pile when I heard the door bust in the attic, and I hear a shot. I know that's a kid getting... Oh, poor Dick. But it doesn't add up. Where are Dick and Marsh? You said he intended to tell the police Larson shot Dick. I don't know what happened to Marsh or the kid. All I know, right after that shot, Marsh comes running downstairs calling for me. He looks all over the house down here in the cellar, but he don't see me, see? After a while, I don't hear nothing. I figure Marsh is sitting quiet, waiting for me to show up and get shot. So I dig in deep in the coal and lay low. Do you guys get me? How long ago was this? Since you heard the shot in the attic, I mean. Oh, maybe an hour. Oh, we got here just an hour too late. Larson must have carried Dick's body away and now... Why should he, Batman? If he had it planned to blame Larson for the shooting. I don't know why Marsh did or why he even wanted to shoot Dick in the first place. But I'm going to find out when I find Marsh or Marshall or whatever his right name is. And I will find him if it's the last thing I ever... Well, I'll help you as soon as we get the police here. I'm not going to wait for the police. Marsh is an hour start on me. What, Batman? I'll see you later, Superman. Where can I contact you? I'll contact you when I have a lead. So long. <laughs> I've been so worried, sir. Well, thank you, Arthur. Is there any word of Master Dick, sir? I'm afraid he's done for. No, no, sir. Don't say that. You've got to face it, Alfred. Dick was cornered by a murderer named Marsh who had a gun. Now oh, they're both missing. Only one conclusion we can draw. If you'll forgive me, sir, I won't believe Master Dick is finished until... until I see his body. He's clever and resourceful, you know. And quick as a flash. Yes, I know. I've been telling myself all that, trying to find a ray of hope, but... It's no good, Alfred. Dick was cornered in an attic from which there was no escape. Another man heard a shot fired. Now all that's left is to find Marsh. Find him and make him pay for what he did. Well, I'm going to my laboratory to get some equipment. Then I'm going. There's someone at the door, sir. Yes, we'll see who it is, Alfred. Uh, yes, sir. I-, I can't believe it, sir. Poor Master Dick. Yes? You, Bruce Wayne. I'm his butler. Whom shall I have to say is calling? Never mind that. Just tell him I got a message for him. I'll give it to him. Nothing doing. I gotta give it to Wayne first. Never mind, Alfred. I'm Bruce Wayne. You have a message for me? Yeah. Here. Thank you. You're welcome. So long. So long. I wonder what this is. Anything important, sir? I don't know, Alfred. Great Jupiter. What is it, sir? What? This note. This note is from Dick. (laughs) 
eyes bulging, Bruce Wayne and Alfred stare at the dirty scrap of paper which indicates that Dick Grayson, who is really Robin, is alive. Just as he had given up all hope for Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne, who is really the famous Batman, received a note from his young companion. As Alfred, his loyal butler and man of all work, stands by eagerly, Wayne jubilantly announces... He's alive, Alfred. Dick's alive. Oh, thank heaven, sir. Where is he? Why, Oh, What, sir? Listen to this. Batman, get the bat boat and come to Cove Harbor as quickly as you can. Cove Harbor? Yes, that's just a few miles down the coast. Listen. Look for a seagoing yacht painted black with two orange smokestacks. I'll be on it. A seagoing yacht? Yes. Come prepared for trouble. Plenty of trouble. Hurry, Robin. My word, sir. What does it mean? It means that Dick's alive, but he's in danger. Come on, Alfred. We're going to find him. from his young companion. What does this latest development mean? What is Robin doing on a strange yacht in Cove Harbor? We'll know tomorrow, so don't miss the next exciting episode, fellows and girls. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman still pursues the search for Robin in Metropolis, unaware that Batman is on the high seas in response to an SOS from his brave young companion. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Say, uh, I'll bet you never heard of a football star who didn't pack away a good breakfast on the morning of the big game. Well, believe you me, if you know there's a bowl of Kellogg's Pep waiting for you at breakfast, you'll feel like you're heading for a touchdown. Because you always play a winning game when you're heading toward those crisp golden whole wheat flakes of pep. They're that delicious, that full of smooth, catchy flavor, that fun to eat. And say, uh, while we're in the fun department, just take a look inside your next package of pep for your prize. See which one of the three different kinds of prizes you get. Maybe it'll be a model fighting plane in colored cardboard, one of seven great pep planes you can collect. Or uh, maybe it'll be a bird picture in bright color with a full description on the reverse side. You can collect 24 of them. Or uh, maybe it'll be a bright-colored comic button picturing a favorite comic strip character, 18 in all to, to pin on your jacket or your beanie cap. And whether it's a plane, a bird, or a button, you keep right on having fun when you're collecting the three different kinds of prizes in packages of pep. So get going, gang. Ask Mom to get you a supply of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, tomorrow. And now the adventures of Superman. Arriving at the hideout of Eric Larson, the escaped convict who had abducted Robin, Superman and Batman found Larson dead. But there was no sign of Robin.
Then, when they found the thug hiding on the premises who revealed that a mysterious man named Marsh had shot both Larson and Robin, Batman gave up certain he would never see his young companion again. But early that evening, a message was brought to him at his house. It was from Robin, and it read... Hop into the back road and come to Cove Harbor. Look for a black ocean-going yacht, two orange smokestacks. I'll be on it. Be prepared for trouble. As we continue now, the long, curiously streamlined bat boat barely leaps over the waves as it sweeps into Cove Harbor at the time when evening is slowly fading into night. Sighting his goal, Batman at the wheel throttles down and speaks to Alfred, his loyal butler and man Friday. Cove Harbor, Alfred. Do you see a black yacht with two orange smokestacks? No, sir. You suppose that note could have been some sort of trick? A forgery, perhaps, sir? Oh, it was in Robin's handwriting, all right. My hunch is that the yacht he mentioned has already left the harbor. Could be, sir. What do we do? It's getting dark, you know. Yes, I know, Alfred. Will you hand me those binoculars, please? Uh, Yes, sir. You are back, then. Thanks, Alfred. Now let's have us a look out the sea. Any sign of the yacht, sir? No. Well, there's only one thing to do. What's that, sir? Swing around and pile on the coal. Hang on, Albert. Ahoy! Ahoy at the lighthouse! Ahoy! What's going to do for you? You happen to notice a black yacht come out of Cove Harbor? A black yacht? Yes. Private job with two orange smoke sacks. I come to think of it and did. Hell, that's splendid, sir. Isn't it? Yes. Oh, will you tell me, please, about how long ago did she steam by here? About an hour ago, I say. An hour, huh? Well, which way was she headed? She stood south, around the marriage. South? Up the sea. Thanks very much. Here we go again, Alf. Watch out when you turn that first boy. The little reef there. Oh, I should. Hold on. Going out to sea after the yacht, sir. What do you think, Alfred? Naturally, sir. Only it's getting dark fast. So what? The yacht's only got an hour to start off, and this bat boat will outrun any boat in the water. Yeah, we're out of the channel now. Alfred, come in, take the wheel. Uh, yes, sir. Hold her steady on this course, straight out to sea. I'm going to go forward and keep a lookout for the binoculars. Uh, right, sir. I say, sir. Yes? What sort of a pickle do you suppose Master Robin is in now? Well, you've got me, Alf. All I know is that he's alive and in trouble. That's enough for me. We'll find him all right, Edward. Uh-oh. Do you see the yacht, sir? No, not a sign of it. And the disguise clouding over it, hiding the moon. I'm afraid now we are going to need help, Alfred. We're going to find that yacht. But whom can we get, sir? Well, I'm going to call Super, uh, uh, Clark Kent on the radio telephone. Clark Kent? If it's begging your pardon, sir, what can he do? <laughs> You'd be surprised, Alfred. Bottle it on, will you? Hey, there's something wrong here. Wrong, sir? Yes. Sounds like the radio batteries are down. Oh, there. Yeah, that's a little better. Seems to be okay now. I see. That's golly good. But I wish you'd tell me why you want Clark Kent. Oh, never mind that. Batman calling Metropolis. Batman calling Metropolis. Come in, please. Did they come in, sir? No, not yet. Metropolis Marine Telephone Exchange. Here they are now. This is urgent. Connect me with Clark Kent at the Metropolis Daily Planet. I'll repeat that. Connect me with Clark Kent at the Metropolis Daily Planet. Have you got that? Clark Kent at the Metropolis Daily Planet. 
Right. Will you please rush the connection? This is urgent. Hold on. Call right through. Thanks. Now, if only Clark is there, and if only this radio is out. I have Clark in for you, Batman. Oh, that's wonderful. Put him on. Hello, Batman. Clark. Clark, thank heaven I found you. Listen. Hi. Robin's alive. He is? No, tell me, man. Well, I got a note from him this evening. A note? Yes, and I need you at once. Robin's on a yard. I can't hear you, Batman. Speak louder. Oh, this radio's going bad again, Alfred. Can you hear me now? Hardly. Just tell me where you are, and I'll come there. I'm in the fat boat, Clark. With radio telephoners on the phone. Clark, listen. I'm in the fat boat. Clark. Clark, hello. Hello. Hello, Clark. Well, how do you like that? Horn's gone dead entirely. Well, Alfred, whether we like it or not, we're on our own now. We usually are, sir, aren't we? Yes, I suppose so. Anyhow, those clouds cleared off the moon, that's something. Maybe I can see that black yard now through these night binoculars. I certainly hope so, sir. Any luck, sir? No, not yet. No, wait. What's that? What, sir? There's a speck out there on the horizon. To the port, Alfred. To the port, sir. Easy. Easy now. Hold it just like that. It is good, sir. It is good, sir. may be, Alfred. I think I can make out two stacks on her. Robin said that you had two smokestacks. Yes, I know. We've got to get closer. Full throttle, Alfred. Give her all she's got. Every last ounce. We'll know if she's the one in a few minutes. engines roaring at full throttle, the bat boat leaps through the dark sea toward the tiny speck on the horizon. Is it the mysterious yacht on which Robin is held? Far out at sea, her twin orange smokestacks faintly illumined in the moonlight. The sleek black cut swiftly through the dark waves. On the glass-enclosed bridge stands the captain and the helmsman, while two or three crewmen lounge at the rail. The others aboard are below deck at their mess table, with their eyes fixed idly on the waves. The sailors at the rail do not see the boy who steps noiselessly in his bare feet from the shadow of a lifeboat behind them. It is Dick Grayson, whom we know as Batman's young companion, Robin. Swiftly, the boy moves across the deck to an open hatchway, slips down the few stairs to the carpeted corridor of the cabin deck. For a moment, he pauses, listening. Then, satisfied that he hears only the purr of the giant diesel engines, he starts moving cautiously along the corridor. Outside the door of a stateroom, he stops again, holding his breath. Slowly turns the polished brass doorknob, pushes gently until through the half-open door he sees a handsome stateroom, empty. Softly closing the door, he moves to the next stateroom. There, a low, indistinguishable murmur of voices comes to his ears. Slowly, with the utmost care, he turns the doorknob, moves the door in with a scant inch or two, until he can clearly hear the conversation within. That's Marsh with my grandfather. I'm sorry. I did everything I could, Mr. Grayson, but unfortunately I couldn't find your grandson. Oh, no. I don't understand that, Marsh. Why is there no trace of him? Well, he disappeared several years ago, shortly after, after his parents uh, passed away. And he hasn't been seen or heard of since. Oh, uh, what about that chap who adopted him, Marsh? Uh, what was his name? You mean Bruce Wayne? Yes, yes, Wayne. Didn't he know where the boy was? No, sir. He spent a fortune to locate him, he tells me, but to no avail. Uh, I don't like that. I see. Well, this is a bad blow, Marsh. I had my heart set on seeing my grandson before before I die. Please, I don't speak of dying. Give me years ahead of you. No, no, I haven't. And you know it. We both know that I grow weaker every day. If there's only something I could do for you. To comfort you. Oh, you've been a great comfort to me, Marsh. Thank you. And I appreciate it. You find out how much I appreciate it when my will is ready. Oh, please, please don't speak that. No! Oh, 
What happened? I say, the sleeve getting a bit rough. Big wave must have hit us that time. Are you all right, sir? Yes, quite, quite Hold on, hold on. Here it comes again. Oh, the door opened. What? What? Good God, Fred. What is it, Mark? It, why, it's, it's nothing, sir. I've got to get out of sight. Whoever thought the book would pitch and throw the door open. Here, this empty stateroom. Now, where can I hide? Marsh finds me. It'll be quick curtains. Uh-oh, the chest under the porthole. I'm small enough to get into it. Now, if Marsh comes into the room and looks in this chest, I'm a dead pigeon. Huddled in a sea chest in the captain's stateroom, Robin makes himself as small as possible, praying that Marsh does not open the lid as he hears the murderous plotter moving about within a few feet of him. With Batman and Alfred miles away in the Batboat, helpless to aid him, and Clark Kent, who is Superman, unaware of his whereabouts and dangerous predicament, what will happen to Robin? Tomorrow's episode is swift and exciting, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg. Yep. P-P-P-F Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents The Adventures of Superman Today with Superman in Metropolis and Batman on the high seas hunting for Robin The boy continues in danger, alone and unprotected among those who seek to destroy him Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, it makes collecting prizes just about 49 times as much fun. 
you know that you can get not just one prize, but 49 different top-notch prizes right in packages of Kellogg's Pet. Yes, sir, you'll find a prize in every package. And there are three different kinds of prizes you may find there. For instance, you may find one of 18 different comic strip buttons, each picturing a favorite comic strip character. Or uh, you may find a colored cardboard model of a fighting plane, one of seven exciting plane models in the series. Or you may get a gay-colored bird picture from a series of 24, each with a full description on the reverse side so that you can make like you're a regular bird expert. Now, that makes 49 different prizes you can collect, all of them strictly super. And that goes double for Pep itself. Why, the way Pep lets loose with a sunshine flavor is something terrific. Every single one of these crisp flakes of whole wheat gives you the business. Every spoonful stacks up the flavor. Every bowlful tickles you plenty in the taste department. No fooling. Pep's a solid sender. So, what's keeping you, gang? Ask Mom for Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, and look for your prize inside the package. And now, the adventures of Superman. Just at the time he had given up hope of ever seeing and his young companion again, Batman was overjoyed to receive a message from the youngster, saying he was on a certain yacht in Cove Harbor. Without his butler and man Friday, Batman rushed to Cove Harbor in his batboat, only to learn that the yacht had put to sea an hour before. Batman gave chase. But meanwhile, hidden aboard the yacht at Dick Grayson, Robin was seen by his grandfather's secretary, a man named Marsh, who thought he had shot the boy in Metropolis. Robin took refuge in a sea chest in the captain's stateroom. As we continue now, Marsh has been joined in the stateroom by Captain Skinner. Huddled in the chest, Robin hears Marsh say... The boy, Dick Grayson, is on this boat, Captain. We've got to find him. Uh, that's impossible, Mr. Marsh. He can't be on He is, I tell you. I saw him. I was talking to the old man. Uh, that is Mr. Grayson in his stateroom. When the boat pitched and the door banged open. And there was Dick standing in the corridor looking at us. Nonsense. How could he be alive? You said you shot him. I did, and yet, yet I'm sure I just saw him in the corridor. Use your head, man. How could young Grayson be dead in Metropolis where you left him and yet be seen alive on this yacht? Why, why he couldn't, of course. Of but... course he couldn't. Well, it stands to reason you just thought you saw it. Oh, I'm afraid it's just that, uh, well, uh, now we're coming close to the payoff. You're getting a bit jumpy, that's all. Incidentally, when's that going to be? But When's what going to be? You know. When is the old gold, uh, I mean, Mr. Grayson, going to kick off? Pretty soon, now, I hope. About when, would you say? Oh, in a few weeks, I suppose. Perhaps a month. Why wait that long? Now that his grandson's finished, you inherit the old man's millions when he goes. So why not make quick work of it? What's your hurry, Captain? Just that I want to get my hands on my share. I see. Well, you know, it takes time for the poison to work. He's getting very small doses in his food. Well, give him big doses. Get it over with. Are you out of your mind? It's got to be done slowly and carefully. So when he goes, poisoning won't be suspected. If we gave him a big dose, the doctor would spot it at once and we'd be in for it. Not if it were done at sea. What do you mean? If Grayson dies while we're underway like this, we just bury him at sea. And who's going to be the wiser? I see. Uh, I see. That's good. Uh, no. No, it's too risky. Why, you've got nothing to worry about, Marsh. So take care of uh, the old man tonight, huh? But, but, but what if his grandson Dick is the liar? Will you come off that? I tell you, your nerves play the trick on your eyes. Now pull yourself together, old man. Let's finish the job on old Grayson tonight, and we'll get rid of this whole muddy mess. Well, all right. That's the way to talk. Let's see. That's dinner. But you always bring him a snack before he goes to sleep, don't you? Yes, a biscuit and a glass of wine. Good. We'll put the stuff in the biscuit and the wine. <laughs> then when we get to England, 
They can probate the blooming well, and we'll split millions. <laughs> Come on, chap. We'll go down to the galley and fix the old duffer snack. So they're going to poison my grandfather, eh? Well, those babies are due for a big surprise, I hope. Phew. That old sea chest makes close quarters. Now for some action. And the first thing to do is warn my newly discovered grandfather. down, Grandpa. Uh, what did you call me? <laughs> Sounds funny, huh? Now, look here, you. For the love of Mike, it'll be curtains for both of us, but quick. I, I don't get this time. Who are you? Sir, get ready for a shot. I'm your grandson, Dick Grayson. My, my grandson? Uh-huh. Surprised? I George, you do look like my son, John, when he was a boy. Hmm, well, now, matter of fact, you, you look just like him. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Now, yeah, but, but you can't be. Ma said my grandson had disappeared years ago. So how could you be on this yacht? My yacht. Look, Grandpa, we're wasting time. But if you must know, I followed Mr. Ratzinger. That's my pet name for Marsh, to Cove Harbor. And then when he went aboard the launch, I made like a fish and swam to the yacht and stowed away. Now, it's a good thing I did, because Marsh is planning to fill you a Mickey tonight. The kind you don't wake up uh, from. Uh, uh, Mickey, what, what are you saying, son? He's planning to poison you. Poison me? Check. You see, he thinks he finished me in Metropolis today. But I pulled the old Indian trick on him and fell just as he was pulling the trigger. Lucky for me, he didn't have time to check yeah, up. But, so... but why? Why? Look, Grandpa, get hep. With me out of the picture, Marsh inherits all your money, doesn't he? Why, yes, yes, but... All uh... right, there you are. But uh, that's impossible, son. Why, Paul Marsh has been with me for years. I, I, I trust him absolutely. You know, maybe I should let you go on trusting him. Especially after you gave my father the back of your neck. But... Just because he joined the circus and earned an honest living, instead of living like a parasite on your money. Oh, I must admit, I was a stupid, hard-headed snob, and I've lived to regret it. That's why I came to America. I want to find you. Make it up to you. I've been very lonely, Dick. Well, now that you're here... That's just it, Grandpa. Don't you see? I won't be here long, or you either, unless we figure out a way to stop Marsh and your yacht captain from carrying out their murderous scheme. Captain Skinner? Is he working with Bob? Oh, and how? They're as chummy as two bugs in a dirty rug. And it's my hunch the crew are a nice bunch of rascals, too. Oh, this is a terrible shock, son. Terrible. Paul Marsh and Captain Skinner. I trusted them. I... By heaven, I'll have the boundaries in here. I, easy, I'm a... easy does it, Grandpa. Do you want us to wind up in Davy Jones' locker? Yeah, but, but, but look, we why? Our only chance is to play Foxy, see? Stole him somehow until Batman gets here. Batman? Oh, uh, uh, he's a friend of mine who's on his way. Oh, I see. I hope. Now, listen, I've got to find a place to hide. But first, let me warn you. Whatever you do, don't take anything to eat or drink, savvy? Uh, but why? Because just for your information, Marsh has been slipping little doses of poison into your food for some time. Good. Godfrey, no wonder I've been so weak lately. I couldn't even leave my bed to help search for you. I, I had to trust Marsh with everything. Why, why the bounder, I... Relax, Grandpa. We don't want Marsh to get suspicious when he comes in here. Now, let's see, where can I hide? I've got just the place for you, Dick. Marsh! Yeah, now, now, look here, Marsh. Grab him, Captain. Oh, no, you don't. Remember what I told you, Grandpa? Captain, look. Look, he's trying to get through the portal. Oh, you don't get up like that. Uh, let go of me, Fighting furiously, Dick Grayson, who is Robin, is slowly overpowered by Marge and the burly Captain Skinner, who swarm over him. Dick Grayson, who is really Robin, has been overpowered by Marge and Captain Skinner. 
then over the angry objection of his grandfather, was carried to the deck of the yacht. Now, standing by the rail in the moonlight, Marsh says, You won't get away this time, Dick, because this time it won't do you any good to play dead. Not when I throw you overboard. Hey, drop that board, Alfred, this is a bad break. I was hoping we could get right up to them. I think that's Master Dick, sir, on the after deck. Yes. Well, now we've got to try to get in. My Oh, firing at us. This seems bad. It isn't good, Alfred. Glad that moon came up so brightly. Well, we've got to do a bit of maneuvering now. We're not going away, sir, are we? I'm not. You are. What do you mean, sir? As soon as we get around behind them in their shadow, I'm going to dive off and swim to the yacht. But, sir... We get, you get back to McCartney. Contact Clark Kent, Alfred. But I can't leave you, sir. You must. I'll do what I say. It's our only chance. All right, Alfred, take the wheel and swing her around. Sure. But, sir... Don't I... argue, Alfred. Tell you our only chance for Robin and me to stand these fellows off. Possible. Until Super... Until Clark Kent takes over. So tear back to Metropolis. Here I go. Good luck, Alfred. Good luck, sir. Thanks to Metropolis. I go. He has not been seen. Batman dives from his sleek craft and swims underwater toward the yacht. As Alfred turns the fleet backbone and starts back toward Metropolis at full throttle, with the guns from the yacht blazing at him. What will happen? Will Batman's desperate plan succeed? Can he somehow sustain himself and Robin against desperate odds as Alfred rushes toward Metropolis, where Clark Kent at this very moment is vainly trying to track Batman's interrupted call for help? Although Clark Kent, who is Superman, knows his friends are in trouble, he is helpless to aid them right now. But tomorrow brings another development. So be sure to be with us then, as Batman and Robin, together again, fight for their lives. Tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet.
more powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pet. P-E-P-S. Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Superman still unaware of their dangerous predicament. Batman and Robin put up a desperate but seemingly futile fight for their lives. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, 49 sure is a lucky number. Because 49 is the number of different prices you can collect from packages of Kellogg's Pet. Yes, sir. There's one in every single package. All of them are slick. For instance, uh, you can get seven different colored cardboard models of fighting planes. Easy and, and fun to assemble. And then there's a great new series of 24 bird pictures, each with a full description on the reverse side so that you can wow the gang with your knowledge of birds. And there are 18 bright-colored comic buttons, each with a famous comic strip character to, to pin on your beanie cap, your jacket. Now, that makes 49 different prizes you can collect. And that's only a part of the fun in Kellogg's Pet. Think of the good eating fun of those crisp whole wheat flakes, all crammed with keen, catchy flavor. I mean, that wonderful golden toasted flavor, that sunny, strictly pet flavor, is famous. Why, pep is called the sunshine cereal. Yes, sir, when it comes to brightening up breakfast, pep's a terrific hit. So get in on the fun, gang. Ask Mom to bring Kellogg's Pep from the grocer tomorrow, and be sure to look for your prize inside the package. Now the adventures of Superman. Trapped on his grandfather's yacht far out at sea. Dick Grayson, who was really Batman's young companion, Robin, was about to be dispatched by Paul Marsh, his grandfather's secretary, when the swift and powerful Batbolt was seen approaching. Under orders from Marsh, the crew of the yacht opened fire with machine guns. Recognizing the need for help, Batman told Alfred, his royal butler, to race the Batbolt back to Metropolis and contact Clark Kent. Then, when Alfred made a sharp U-turn, Batman dove into the dark ocean and swam underwater toward the yacht. As we continue now on the moonlit deck of the ship... Two burly sailors hold Dick's arms pinion as Captain Skinner reports to Marsh. Listen. Everything's under control, Marsh. We put several holes in the bloody boat. She won't get far. Besides, there's a radio telephone on the boat. That me- uh, the men in the boat will call the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard? I think Stop that's... listening to this young man. Relax, Marsh. The two blighters who were in that boat can call anybody. We plucked both of them. What? Are you sure? I'm jolly well sure. As a matter of fact, one of them fell overboard. Done for. Oh, oh. I saw the other one pitch over the wheel as he swung about. Oh, no. I held my binoculars. I saw him slide to the deck. Fly there. He's through. And his blinking boat is heading straight for the bottom. Splendid, Captain. Splendid. Why, you dirty... Hold it, Winston. Let go of He'll let go in a moment, Dick. As soon as I put a bullet into you. Get it over with, Marsh. Then we'll take care of his grandfather. Captain Skinner, Sam, look there. Coming over the stern rail. By Joe, who's that? Batman. It's Batman. Over here. Coming, Dick. Sailor boy, but your chin is short. Look up ahead, that man toward the bow. Oh, the gang from below ship. They've got guns. Shoot the men! Yes, shoot the kill! Hey, being a clay pigeon, quick rock, and I see an open hatchway. Make like a mouse. Here I come, down the hatchway. Come on, jump up on your feet. All there. I think 
think so, Batman. Let's make tracks. And I know where. Follow me. Lead on, McDuff. Hey, what are you stopping for, little fellow? I'm oh, sorry, I forgot to hold out my hand. Into the stateroom, quick. Okay, any old port in the store? Good thing there's a lock on the door. Well, that won't keep our friends out long. No, but... Dick, is that you? Hey, you've got company. Yes, it's my grandpa, oh, Batman. Haven's your life. Your, your what? My grandfather, Mr. Grayson. Fine, Tanner McGag. It's no gag. Grandpa, this is Batman, my pal. Open the door! Good Godfrey, what is this all Sorry, about? Sorry, Mr. Marsh, but we're hard of hearing. My God, we'll blast you out. Blast away. But don't forget to duck when you come in. You haven't got a trunk. I'm going to open the door before we break it. Don't you dare, Marsh, you bounder. I warn you, I have a pistol here. I'll blow your blooming head off. Oh, my grandfather, what big teeth you have. That's the spirit, Mr. Grayson. I'll teach those rats. Try to kill my grandson, will they? Try to poison me, eh? Listen, seems as if war's quiet on the western front. You suppose Grandpa's pistol scared him away? No, not for long, you can be sure of that. They're probably plotting some new dirty work. While we're still around the fireside, sonny boy, suppose you bring up the date. How did you get on this pirate ship, and what's with this grandpop and grandson? Thing? Well, you see, Mr. Uh, uh, Just call me Batman. Sir. I'll tell him, Grandpop. Uh, very well. I can make it short and sweet. It's on the level, Batman. This wonderful fire-eating old gentleman with the walrus mustache is my long-lost and ever-loving grandpa. Why, incredible. That's quite correct, sir. I can't believe it. John Grayson's father? Correct. You see, he disowned my father because he scorned the old family estate and Grandpop's blooming millions, so to speak, and hooked up with the circus. Yeah, because I was a hard-headed old fool. And now... But lately, he got softened up by old age, I now, suppose. Now, look here, you young scallywag. Easy, Grandpop. He wanted to cast his fond eyes on me, see? So he toddled across the sea in his yacht and told his secretary, Mr. Paul Ratface Marsh... Marsh? His secretary? Uh-huh. Grandpop told him to find me. But Mr. Ratface, knowing he would inherit Grandpop's fondue if I were out of the picture... Decided to chisel me out for keeps. Oh, I get it. So, knowing everything having to do with the Graysons, he got Eric Larson out of the cooler, planning to let Larson finish me. And then he figured to finish Larson, as he did, by the way. Yes, I know about that. And tell the police he shot Larson while trying to save me. Well, a very neat plan. And how? But the rest of it includes a plot to poison Grandpop, which he was all set to do tonight. Then dump him overboard and shoot back to England and collect your inheritance, right? Check and double check. He's a pippy scoundrel. I trusted him with everything. All the time he was planning to murder me and... and he... Yes, very sweet character. Well, we almost fixed his clock, but now... Relax. Maybe we'll fix it yet. Ah, oh, stop kidding and let's face it. Marsh and Captain Skinner and company have us hold up here. They're not going to clap themselves in irons and bring us the key, you know. That's uh, right, uh, Mr. Uh, Batman. Uh, we haven't a chance. We have if Alfred gets back to Metropolis in the Batboat. I told him to get in touch with Clark Kent. And Kent is, uh, well, he may be able to contact Superman. Did uh, you say Superman? That's right. Uh, take a deep breath, Batman. This is going to hurt. Well? Alfred is done for. Why do you say that? Captain Skinner told Marsh shot Alfred and shot the Batboat for holes, too. He what? So, well, I guess that's all for poor old Alfred. Old Elf. He was pretty sweat. Yeah, you said it. Well, what do we do now, Pappy? I don't know. I've got to figure something. Uh, who, who is or was this Alfred, Pat? Swell guy. And a good friend. Listen to me, Uh-oh. Our little playmates are back. Yes. What is it? We'll give you a Three minutes to open the store come out with your hands up. Don't make us laugh, Ratsby. Right. If you want us, come in and tell us. Listen to me, you fool. There's no way you can escape. Either open the door and surrender, or you'll slip fire to the ship, or dangerous unless the thing of your guns are dead. Why, you scoundrel, you wouldn't dare. Oh, no. You try us and see. You have three minutes to put up your mind. Either come or go down with a flaming ship. <laughs> 
realizing their danger, Batman and Robin and old Mr. Grayson, here Paul marches Ultimon. What will they do? What can they do? While Batman and Robin appear hopelessly trapped on Mr. Grayson's yacht, Clark Kent and Beanie Martin, Daily Planet copy boy, have arrived at the handsome house where Batman and Robin live as Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. What? No answer to the bell. I guess there's nobody here, Mr. Kent. Yes, so I see. Now, this is a tough break, Beanie. I was hoping Alfred the butler would be able to tell us where ba- uh, that is where Bruce Wayne went. You say Mr. Wayne called you by a radio telephone? Yes, uh, through the Marine Telephone Exchange. That means he's someplace on the water, but where? Yeah, that's just it. There's a lot of water around Metropolis. A huge ocean and two big rivers. Look, why didn't he give you his location, Wayne? Well, I thought I told you. Something happened to his radio phone just after we were connected. Oh. Now, all I know is that he and Dick need me. And I'm worried, Beanie. Plenty worried. You want me both, but what are we going to do? I don't know, except... Wait a minute. Come with me. Where? Downstairs, in the basement of Wayne's house. I just noticed something very interesting there. Gosh, I didn't know Mr. Wayne had a setup like this under his house. Look at this. Garage, an airplane hangar, and even a boat slip. Uh-huh. Gee, I'll bet it's nice to be rich. Hey, wait, Mr. Kent. How can there be a place for boats here? This house isn't built in the water. That's right. But there's an underground canal which empties into the river a short distance away, and I suppose... Uh-oh. Hold it, Beanie. What is it? The bat boat is gone. The what? Bruce's speedboat. That means he must have been in it when he called me. Wait here, Beanie. Signature. You can. Where? I can't see anything but what paper. Wait, Billy, wait, wait. I think I can mix some of this out. Well, how can you? There's just a lot of blur. Wait a minute, money. will you hold everything? Let's see. This says Cove Harbor. Cove Harbor? Uh-huh. Not just a few miles down the coast. I yeah, know, I know. Those are the only words I can make out, though. Except Dick's name. But it might be enough, I hope. All right, come on, Beanie. Let's get out of here. I've got a job to do. A job big enough for Superman. <laughs> His eyes gleaming, Clark Kent prepares to follow the clue to Batman and Robin. Will he, as Superman, pick up the trail of the Batboat from Cove Harbor and find the Grayson yacht in time to save his friend? At this moment, far out at sea, Batman, Robin, and Robin's grandfather have been given an ultimatum. Surrender and be shot, or be abandoned in a burning yacht. What will happen? Don't miss Monday's thrilling episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. 
more powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Superman continues his relentless search of the seas for his friends. Batman, Robin, and Grandpa Grayson are helpless prisoners, apparently doomed to die at the hands of Marsh and his murderous henchmen. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, these days, so many mothers of you fellows and girls are asking for Kellogg's Pep at the grocers that, well, uh, they sound almost like a chorus. Of course, Pep is mighty popular any time of the year, but on crisp, cool autumn mornings, there's something special about Pep's sunny, golden toasted flavor. Makes you want to warm right up to a big bowl of these crisp flakes of whole wheat at breakfast. Yes, sir, with a bowl of Pep always waiting for you, you can be looking forward to that catchy, keen Pep flavor from the first moment you wake up. So it's no wonder you're rushing to mom for Kellogg's Pep. And uh, besides, you boys and girls are going overboard for those slick pet prizes. Three different kinds of prizes. One or the other in every pet package. For instance, those swell-colored cardboard models of fighting planes. Have you collected all seven model planes in the series? Or uh, maybe you're collecting Pep's 24 full-color bird pictures with a description on the reverse side to, to help you identify these birds anywhere. And uh, how you coming with your set of 18 comic buttons with comic strip characters to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. Don't let any of the gang beat you at collecting all three kinds of pet prizes. Ask Mom to get you a supply of Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. And now, the adventures of Superman. Friday, as you remember, while Superman searched for his friends, Batman and Robin were aboard the yacht belonging to Mr. Grayson, Robin's newly discovered grandfather. Trapped in Mr. Grayson's stateroom, they were forced to listen as Paul Marsh, who will inherit Mr. Grayson's large fortune if the old man and Robin die, delivered an ultimatum to them. Standing in the corridor outside the locked stateroom, and backed by the captain of the yacht and a dozen armed members of the crew, Marsh bellowed. I'll give you just three minutes to talk out with your hands. If you don't come out, we'll set the boat fire and abandon it. And you three will stand with it. As we continue now in the stateroom, Robin, in his, in his identity of Dick Grayson, turns to his old friend Batman for advice. Boy, this is really a tough spot. What do we do, Batman? I don't know. Let me think a minute. If we open the door, they'll drill us full of holes. And if we sit tight, we'll be three pieces of brown toast. Any ideas yet? Uh-uh. I seem to be fresh out of them at the moment. We seem to be literally between the devil and the deep blue sea. How? Uh, look here, Batman. I say Marsh is bluffing. Why, he and Captain Skinner wouldn't dare set the up fire. They'd endanger their own lives. Well, they wouldn't run much risk, Mr. Grayson. There's a good launch up on deck, and we're only a few hours out from Metropolis. Golly, that's right. Yes, but uh, how could they explain the sinking of this craft to the authorities? Particularly with Marsh, Captain Skinner, and the entire crew saved. Only I, the yacht's owner, missing. Well, that's easy. They'll simply say that you perished in the fire, and even if the authorities aren't suspicious, they won't be able to prove anything. Oh, quite so, quite so. I must say you paint a nice picture, Batman. Well, there's no use kidding ourselves, Dick. Our only hope was that Alfred would get back to Metropolis in the bat boat and contact Superman. But since those rats shot him... Where's snafu, huh? I hate to admit it, but I'm afraid that's it. I see. Hold on. I, I think I know a way out. You do? What do you mean, Grandpa? Well, Marsh is forgetting something. 
I can take it. Oh, here comes that little plane they take in. You're three minutes out. What are you going to do? We're going to serve tea. Come in and have some with us, rat face. Would you like us to open the door, surrender? Or do you prefer to burn with the ship? Now. Why you, you bounder, I, I, I should have you thrashed. I should. Come, come now. This is your last chance. You walk out of the blinking stateroom with your hands up, or do we burn the ship and abandon you? Let's tell him we give up, Batman, and then we'll put up a fight for well, him. That suits me, Bad Job. I, I have two cartridges in my pistol. Two cartridges plus dicks in my fists won't stand much chance against 20 of those fellows, all armed with machine guns and pistols. Well, which will it be? We're running short But if we don't go out and they burn the yacht, we won't have any chance. We might. How? I've got a little idea, so let's hold out. Well, whatever you say, pal. You have just one second more to decide. You have 32 teeth. How would you like to try for none? There's our answer, Marsh. Go soak your head. You'll not live long enough to regret me. The same to you, chum. Save your breath, Dick. You'll need it. All the inventors on the ship, Captain Spinner. I still say they won't dare go through with this. I think they will. Now, quiet, both of you. Where are you going, Batman? I want to see if they left anyone to guard the corridor. You mean if they didn't, we... Quiet. Anyone out there? Not in front of the door. Stand back. I'm going to put my hand out. I guess that's the answer. Check. Looks like Marsh is leaving a man or two to make sure we stay in here until they get their lunch and the water and the fire well started. Oh, if only the porthole in here opened on the deck instead of out on the ocean. There's a more important if that I'm worrying about. What's that? Well, I'll tell you later. There's no use both of us building air castles. You see, I, I smell smoke. Hey, so do I. Batman, they I started... know, I know. I smelled it a minute ago. Apparently they had everything ready just in case. <laughs> the smoke's beginning to come in here. Yeah, <laughs> fast. Oh, that corridor's full of smoke. I didn't think it would spread this fast. The bounties must have set fire to the fuel tanks. <coughs> We've got to get out of here right now. This smoke will help us. Now, get this, Dick. We'll make a dash, keep down low and moving fast. Maybe we can take the boys with the guns at the head of the corridor. Okay. Check. Hunch. Oh, wait. Now, you keep right behind us, Mr. Grayson. Come on. Oh, wait, wait. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm a bit too weak to walk. You two chaps go. Oh, no, Grandpa. This isn't good. Come on, Dick. We'll give him a hand. No, no, no. You two try to save yourselves. I... I'm an old man. I've lived my life. Ah, oh, stow the tatter, Grandpa. Come on, put your arm over my shoulder. But confound it, boy. I've got you, sir. Come on out. I will leave me. Nothing doing. I forgot to tell you, Batman. Marsh has been slipping poison into Grandpa's food for some time. That's why he's so weak. Well, if we're lucky. And if my plan works, we'll get a chance to settle with Marsh. Now move fast, Dick. The smoke is getting bad. We've got to get up on deck before we choke to death. Grandpa, here goes the launch with Marsh and the crew in it. Oh, the founders. The murderous scoundrels leaving us here to perish. Yeah, that's dirty. Oh, jeepers, this old yacht is going up like a matchbox. Say, where's Batman? He said he had something up his sleeve. I don't see him. Batman? Batman! I'm right here, Dick. Oh, what gives? I want to have a look at the lifeboats. Oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Of course. Uh, we no, no soap. Our friends stove them in, every one of them. Uh oh, I see. We are in a nasty mess then. Whoop. Well, that's putting it mildly, sir. Wait, what about the ship's radio? We can send out an SOS. Oh, it's a jolly good idea. Marsh's boys wrecked the radio, too. Oh, no. Oh, Christopher Columbus, what are we going to do? This yacht won't last much longer. Easy. (sighs) Yeah. Okay, Pappy. I guess we can always swim back to Madras, huh? It's only a couple of hundred miles away. Sure. 
Sure, the swim will give us a good appetite. Oh, I say, this thing's hardly the time for humor. And that's not so funny, Grandpa. Right now it looks as if swimming's the only thing left. Batman, Robin, and Mr. Grayson stand helplessly on the flaming deck of the yacht, which burns like an oil-soaked torch on the inky surface of the night-darkened sea. Superman, having found a portion of Robin's note directing Batman to Cove Harbor, rockets to the quiet, rock-bound little harbor below Metropolis. Failing to see the Batboat or his friends, he streaks to the nearby lighthouse where Batman had paused several hours before and questions the lighthouse keeper. I'm looking for a long, powerful speedboat about the size of a PT boat with a prow card in the shape of a hooded bat. You remember seeing it? Ah, uh, yes, Superman. Come to think of it, I did. You did? Was, when? Uh, early this evening. Stopped right here, it did. And Where did it go? I... Can you remember? Why, sure. South round the Narrows and straight out to sea it went. Looking straight for out it. to sea. Thank you. I'll leave by this window if you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind, Superman, but first I think you... Sorry, ought to no time to listen to anyone now. Out! Up! And away! <laughs> over the sea to search for his friends, without waiting just a moment more for the accommodating lighthouse keeper to tell him that Batman had been pursuing a black yacht with two orange smokestacks. Will he find his friends? As we rejoin him now, Superman is rocketing through the night sky, his keen eyes searching the dark waves below him for a sight of the ill-fated Batboat. No sign of the Batboat yet. That's bad, because if it left the lighthouse only six hours ago, it can't have gone more than a couple of hundred miles. Surely it must have come that far. I'd better start doubling back and range around. Away! Still no sign of it. I hope that man didn't run into trouble when his radio telephone went out. Wait a minute. Over to the left. What's that? Great Scott, it's a batboat. And it's sinking. With only one man aboard. Now to it. Now! Oh, Alfred, Batman's butler. No one else aboard. Now, where can I... Uh-oh, he's been shot through the shoulder. Alfred. Alfred. Oh, Batman. Sir. Robin. Yes, yes, what about Batman and Robin? Where are they? They... they... What? <laughs> Try to tell me, Alfred, what happened? I... I... Oh, oh he fainted, poor chap. In bad shape. Well, I've got to get him back to shore and hope he'll be able to tell me what's happened to Batman and Robin. Up with him. Now, up and away! Leaping up from the founder of Batboat with the wounded unconscious Alfred in his arms, Superman turns and rockets back to Metropolis, unaware that he is turning his back on Batman and Robin, who at this moment, a hundred miles farther out at sea, are trapped, helpless to save themselves as the flaming yacht begins to sink under them. What will happen to Batman and Robin, and to Robin's aged grandfather? Will Alfred recover and be able to direct Superman to them? And in time... Don't miss the next tense, exciting episode, gang. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comic Magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pat, the Sunshine Serial. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Batman, Robin, and Grandpa Grayson helplessly cling to each other in an open sea. Superman zooms back to Metropolis with the only clue to his friend's whereabouts. The seriously wounded and unconscious Alfred. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Say, I'll bet now's the time when you fellas and girls are up to your ears in school games and athletics. And that means you're using up energy at a mighty fast clip. So eating a good breakfast is all the more important these days. And that's where Kellogg's Pep comes in. Sure, because Pep is such a slick dish, so crisp and catchy-tasting and full-flavored that, well, it tickles your appetite so you want to eat. Yes, sir, breakfast sure gets the glad eye when Kellogg's Pep heads the menu. And will you give those swell Pep prizes the glad eye? Prizes that are always surprises because you never know which one of the three different kinds of prizes you'll find when you open your Pep package. For instance, you'll get either a colored cardboard model of a, of a famous fighting plane, one of seven in the great Pep Air Fleet, or uh, you'll get one of 24 beautiful color pictures of birds with a full description on the reverse side, or else you'll find a bright colored comic button picturing one of 18 characters straight from the funnies. Collect all 18 to, to pin on your jacket or your beanie cap. Just ask Mom to get Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, tomorrow and look for your prize inside the package. <laughs> Superman. Scheming to obtain the large fortune of Mr. Grayson, Robin's grandfather, Paul Marsh, Grayson's secretary, conspired with the captain of his employer's yacht, on which Robin, his grandfather, and Batman were trapped far out at sea. After setting the yacht on fire, Marsh and the crew abandoned it in a launch, leaving our friends to their fate. Searching for them, meanwhile, Superman sighted the crippled Batboat in which Alfred, Batman, and Robin's loyal butler had been trying to reach Metropolis after being shot. Superman carried the wounded man to a Coast Guard base. And as we continue now, once more in his guise of Clark Kent, he is speaking to Commander Skyler, the Coast Guard medical officer. Listen. Tell me, Commander, will Alfred pull through? I'm quite sure he will, Mr. Kent. Fortunately, the bullet didn't puncture any vital organs. Oh, that's fine. Ask me to him now. I'm afraid not. We've just operated to remove the bullet. He's still under the anesthetic, you know. Oh, of course. Well, when will he come out of it, do you know? Oh, in about half an hour. Well, may I talk with him then? Well, he's also suffering from exposure and shock. It would be better if he rested quietly until morning. Well, look, but... Commander, I don't want to do anything that might interfere with Alfred's recovery, but only he can tell me where Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are. I know they're in danger, great danger, judging by what happened to Alfred. Yes. Every minute might mean the difference between life or death to them. I see. Well, in that case, I think I might consent to your questioning him when he recovers consciousness. Good. You say he'll come to in about half an hour? About that. Well, then if you don't mind, I'll wait right here. Uh, will you call me as soon as I can see him? I'll send for you. Thanks. Thanks very much. As Kent waits anxiously for Alfred to recover consciousness, Batman, Robin, and Mr. Grayson have been forced by the fire to leap from the flaming yacht into the sea. Supporting the old man between them, Batman and Robin tread water and watch as the yacht, a brilliant area of angry red flame in the dark night, suddenly tilts a bow high into the air. Then, with a loud hiss of steam, slides swiftly below the black waves to her final resting place at the bottom of the sea. Then, when the yacht is gone, there is only the faint pale radiance of the stars over the three tiny human figures awash in the vast heaving ocean. 
Water's cold, Batman. Well, what did you expect? Oh. A hot bubble bath? No, but I sure wish I'd thought of putting on my fur-lined swimming suit. Ah, ridiculous. Cold water stimulates the circulation. <laughs> How are you doing, Mr. Grayson? Oh, I, I don't like to complain when, when two hours to breathe, but I, I'm pretty weak. I don't think I can stand much more. Huh? Oh, look, that's no way to talk, Grandpa. Think how good you'll feel when you get into a warm bed and serve up a nice juicy steak and hot oh, chocolate. You better not promise steak, Dick. There's a meat shortage on, you know. Oh, gee, I forgot. Will you settle for fish, oh, Grandpa? I, I say, it's frightfully cold tonight. Oh, I... Oh. Grandpa! Grandpa! Rub his arms, Dick. Come on, Mr. Grayson. Try to kick your legs. I can't. I, it, it's no use. I, I'm done for. Oh, don't talk like that. Chief Brazier, I just found you. You can't leave me. Now, I was figuring on your visiting us in Metropolis, and then maybe Batman and I would visit you in England. Well, I was hoping to, to, to spend my last two years with you, Dick, but... I... Oh, golly, you've got to try to... Oh, thanks to Paul Marsh, it wasn't going to be. Oh, God bless you, boy. Well, maybe it's better this way. Oh, that dirty rat Marsh. Only I could get my hands on him. Looks like he holds all the cards this time, chum. I guess so. Oh, he'll inherit all of Grayson money and have himself a time. Well, Grandpa and you and, you and I, poor Alfred. Oh, no. Easy, fella. Oh, that makes my blood boil. Only there was something we could do. <laughs> something. That... Short of swimming a couple of hundred miles to Metropolis, I can't think of anything. I'm afraid that we're just going to. Right, man. What's the matter, Dick? I'm getting kind of numb. Keep moving your arms and legs. Huh. Look, I'll hold on to Mr. Grayson alone. You let go, son. Go ahead. All right. But what's the use? We can't hold out much longer. We've got to hold out. Our Kent knows we're in trouble. Chances are he's looking for us now. I hope. Uh, so what? Uh, well, even if Mr. Kent was Superman... That's he... what I mean. What? Well, I, I mean, Clark Kent has been able to contact Superman on occasion, you know. Well, even well, if he did contact him, Superman doesn't know where we are. So what good would it do? Well, not too much, I suppose. I was counting on Alfred getting back to Metropolis in the Batboat and telling Kent where we were. But when Marsh's gang shot Alf, well, they knocked that little idea on the head. Oh, poor Alfred. He was a swell little guy. Yeah. Yeah, he sure was. Oh, my grandpa. He's a pretty nice old boy, too. You're right again, son. And... Now, look. Don't you go slapping over on me, son. I'm not. Oh, Jesus. My hands and feet are like ice. Keep moving them like I said. Look. <coughs> Look, I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's kill time in the game of 24. Okay? I'm thinking of an object. Okay. So am I. A bowl of hot soup. I'll cut that out. Let's stay with 24. I'm thinking of an object. Okay. Animal or mineral? Mineral. <laughs> mineral, huh? Uh-huh. Don't, don't make it too tough. Between you and me and that big wave. I don't think I can last another hour. Will you cut out that kind of talk? I repeat, I'm thinking of an object. All right. It's mineral, huh? Right. Uh, that leaves me 19 questions. Mineral. I'm right here, Alfred. Mr. Kent. As soon as he came out of the evening, he began asking for you. Clark Kent. Get him at Metropolis Daily Planet. Here I am, Alfred. Right here by your bed. You... Oh, I say, you are Mr. Kent, aren't you? Yes, I am. Make it as brief as possible. Right, Commander. Tell me, Alfred, 
What happened to, ba- uh, to to Bruce Wayne and to Dick Grayson? Where are they? Oh, on the on the yacht, sir. The yacht? What yacht? Black yacht. Two. two. A black yacht? Yes, sir. With two orange smokestacks. Right. Where is this yacht? South past the Narrows. South past the Narrows. Five points east southeast. Yes. Then straight out. Right. Good boy, Alfred. Oh, sir. They're in great danger. You... You must help them. At once. I'll do what I can. You get well. So long. Hurrying from the Coast Guard infirmary, Clark Kent pauses on the dark beach and strips off his business suit, revealing blue costume and red cape of Superman. Then... Up! Up! And away! Leaping high into the dark sky, the Man of Steel streaks away over the ocean to search for the black yacht with two orange smokestacks. The yacht, which, although he doesn't know it, is now at the bottom of the sea. What will happen? Far out over the dark, heaving ocean, Superman rockets through the skies, searching for Mr. Grayson's yacht on which he hopes to find his friends, Batman and Robin. Black yacht with two orange smokestacks, Alfred said. No sign of it yet. Not much moon tonight, so my visibility is slightly limited. But the yacht held on our course, I'll catch up with it yet. Away! Uh, still no sign of it. I must... Wait a minute, what's that ahead? Well, there are islands. Great Scott, those are the Azores. I've come too far. Back again. That yacht stayed on the course Alfred gave me. I don't see how I could have missed her. I'll follow it once again. But if she took another course, heaven knows how or when I'll find her on this huge ocean. I... Wait. Down there in the water. Looks like... Yes, it is. A man. Two men. Make that one of them Batman. Down to him. Down. Superman. Superman. Yes. Find time and place to make for a bat, Batman. Here, I'll take you. Hey, wait, who's this? It's Robin's grandfather. Grandfather? Yes. Listen, Superman, I... You can tell me about it later. Where's Robin? I don't know. What? A wave. Tremendous tidal wave swept him away from me a few minutes ago. Uh-oh. I couldn't let go of Mr. Drayson and go after him. So I've been paddling around calling him. But I can't find him. I'm afraid right, Take it easy, Batman. Take it easy. Can you keep going a little while longer? Yes. But Robin... I'll find, I'll find him. I hope. Up and away! Leaping up from the dark waves, Superman begins ranging in ever-widening circles of the dark, sullen waves, searching for young Robin. What has happened to Batman's gallant young companion? Will Superman find Robin before he is claimed as another victim of the sea? We're approaching the smashing climax of our story, fellows and girls. So don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode when we encounter a startling surprise. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!